Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Weekly Pregame Show, we talk about expansion plans and a special state of the podcast address. Plus, Benton, Lafayette, and Central get ready for this Friday St. Joseph School District Football Jamboree. We have preseason interviews with all three of the coaches and so much more. Plus, we run down all of the Jamborees, all with including area teams on this special edition of the Cliff Notes Podcast Weekly Pregame Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the words we have been waiting for since last December, and that is welcome back to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1. This week, we're going to have a preview of the St. Joseph School District Jamboree taking place this Friday at Missouri Western State University Spratt Stadium. But before we get to that, I kind of figured that, you know, maybe we should have a little bit of the state of the podcast address a little bit. We There has been a few announcements that have been made on the Twitter page, and that is that we are going to be expanding the podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing our best to cover all of the fall high school sports, at least having scores on the show. If we're not able to make all the games and stuff like that, we will at least have scores Posted. I'm not real for quite for sure what we're gonna do with the fall sports yet. Uh, whether we're gonna do um, something daily or something weekly. That's something I'm kind of working on. If anybody has any ideas, feel free to reach out to me on social media. Uh, definitely want to be able to give um, all the other um, fall sports a spotlight besides football. As far as football is concerned, there's nothing that's gonna change with football. We're still going to do the weekly pregame shows. Uh, which is going to start kind of like, you know, with a week zero with this show. But we're going to add an extra segment every single week starting in week two that we're going to be covering Missouri Western, Northwest, and Benedictine football on an extra segment of the pregame show, which will get interviews with the coaches. We'll get interviews with some media members. So kind of like the same thing we do with the high schools, but we're doing a lot of expansion here. I'm really, truly excited. Um... I know a lot of people really uh, might have maybe thought, maybe asked uh, where I was after December, but um, I had to take a little time off from the podcast, just had a lot of personal things going on, and plus, um, I put so much energy into last football season that when it came to basketball season, I got pretty worn out uh, mentally and physically, but... We're back here. We're better than ever, and um, we're going to be chucking along here. So I figure I do a little quick um, stay to the Cliff Notes podcast address. But without further ado, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into our preview of the 2021 St. Joseph School District Jamboree. And welcome back, everybody, to our Jamboree preview show here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We're also going to call it the Week Zero pregame show. So, without further ado, let's go ahead. Let's get into um, what exactly we're going to be talking about on this episode. On this episode, the main focus is going to be focused on the St. Joseph School District Jamboree, which is going to take place this Friday, August 20th, at Missouri Western State University Spratt Stadium. It's going to include all three of the St. Joseph Public High Schools. That is Benton, Central, and Lafayette. Uh, we're going to have all, all, their, all their preseason interviews. We're going to run down the format. We're going to run down the guidelines, the schedule, all that good stuff. So everything you need to know about the Jamboree, we're going to get it in here on this episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead. Let's preview the 2021 St. Joseph School District Jamboree. Now, first of all, what we're going to get into here is we're going to get into the schedule. Now, the Jamboree on Friday night is going to begin at 7 o'clock at Spratt Stadium. And it's going to be three quarters. Each team is going to get 18 offensive plays each quarter. After a preliminary coin toss, the designated team will begin with the ball on the 40 yard on the on their 40 yard line. That means whoever wins the coin toss, or if they happen to defer, whatever not there. So whoever um, whoever gets the ball, they're going to begin on their 40 yard line. The offensive team will continue with the ball for 18 plays. Anytime a team fails to get a first down, the ball is returned to the 40-yard line. The team will continue on offense as long as they have not reached their 18-play limit. Once a team has reached its 18-offensive play limit, they lose possession. 
the opposing team will take over and run their plays until they have reached their 18-play limit. Penalties that result in a replay of a down do not count towards the team's 18 offensive plays. And last but not least, there will be no PATs. Now, like I said earlier, there's going to be three quarters. Quarter one is going to be Central versus Benton. And then quarter two is going to be Benton versus Lafayette. In between quarter two and quarter three, there's going to be an all-city palms dance performance. Kind of like a little bit of a halftime show there. So it's going to get an opportunity for all three of the city schools to get their palms out of the field. Get a little bit of a dance routine. It should be fun there. But a little bit of a um, cool down period before we get down to the final quarter, which will be Central and Lafayette. Now, if you do want to go to the Jamboree, there is a $5 admission fee for both adults and students so make sure if you do want to go there is a five dollar fee there so and then as far as seating arrangements is concerned i will post a picture of what um the seating chart looks like for each each school's student section i will post that after this episode is posted so therefore you know everybody each school knows where they sit there. So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's get into the um, season previews. And we're going to start off with an ABC order, and we're going to go into the Bitten Cardinals. The Cardinals, they had a little bit of a rough year last year, unfortunately, but I saw Bitten quite a few times last year, and I thought there were a lot of positive things coming from Bitten. They did play a lot of, uh, they did play a lot of young players, so that, that should be some valuable experience going into the 2021 season. I had an opportunity a little while back to visit with Bitten head coach Kevin Keaton, and we talked about this last season. We talked about looking ahead to this season and what he expects and what his goals are coming out of this week's Jamboree. Here's our interview with Coach Kevin Keaton right now. And ladies and gentlemen here, we're back here for Season 2 of the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are getting ready for the return of the St. Joseph School District Jamboree by previewing our three city schools that are going to be competing in the Jamboree. We're going to kick it all off by going to the south side of St. Joseph, and that's where we meet up with um, Bitten Head Football Coach Kevin Keaton. Coach, how are you? Cliff, I'm great. We just got out of practice, um, beat the rain. It's raining outside right now, and I, I tell you, I love it when a plan comes together. Well, Coach, um, first of all, before we start getting into um, looking back on last season, really, how was your guys this summer? How was, um, how, was, um, how, was the, how was camps? How was conditioning? How was all that? We, I think we had the right summer. Uh, I believe we're further along this summer than we were last. And, and a lot of that has to do with just more consistency, obviously, as we're coming out of a, a global pandemic uh, we could practice more. We could lift more weights. Uh, we didn't have to lift weights in the parking lot. Um, just, and we, our kids, our kids are very, very committed at this time. We have had a lot of consistency across the board from our boys this summer, attending all of their seven on sevens and their weights. Um, we hosted a team camp here. We rolled around with Ray South and uh, Casey Center in mid-July. Two, two pretty good Kansas City schools, uh, very athletic. Uh, we felt good about where we were at at that time. And then a couple weeks later, we went and rolled around at the Lathrop team camp. And I'll tell you, uh, there were two teams there, and I, we've talked about this with our boys. There were two teams there who play a style and a brand of football that we want to emulate. We can, we can physically do it. We don't know that we can do it yet. And that's, that's what camp has been for us, August camp has been for us so far, proving that we can physically play this game the right way. Well, I think a lot of I think all the teams in the area really lost a lot of time last year with this global pandemic, and uh, we're I think we're starting to get a lot of that time back that we lost last year. But before we look ahead to 2021, look let's let's look back at um, 2020. Um, obviously, you, you look you everybody can go back and look at your record. Um, it was one in seven. I mean, you, a lot of people on the outside looking in may not think, you know, maybe one in seven maybe comes with a lot of positives. But I thought really in my mind there were a lot of positives there. You know, playing playing four quarters with your um, north side rival Lafayette. Uh, obviously, you know, the first win against Kansas City Central. And then um, really you, you, you guys – I thought you guys really pro- played one of your best football games 
even though it didn't result in a win in that playoff game against Chillicothe. Hanging right there with them until the very end. So, um, Coach, just your, um, just your overall thoughts on the 2020 season. Well, it was, it was a season uh, that none of us have ever experienced. We didn't know. We can sit here and say, oh, yeah, we had a plan, and we did. We, we had a plan just like everybody's got a plan. Um, and it was, it was surreal. It really was to find out on a Friday at, at 4.30 in the afternoon that three starters were not going to play that night because of, because of the, the rules of the game. And we weren't, we weren't complaining about it. Uh, it was just a surreal season. Once we came back from quarantine, we started a lot of young kids. I mean, a lot of young kids. And they took their lumps. But for that four weeks, they got better and better and better and better. And I can tell you this. We played our best ball when it counted, and we came up short, but we played. We gave Chile everything they wanted that that Friday night, Um, and I'm really proud of that. Now, that was growth, and you have to have a growth mindset when you're dealing with young people. You have to have a growth mindset when you're dealing with people uh, at all. Oh, absolutely. That has carried over. That belief... And we're somewhere in a journey. We are getting closer to believing in ourselves, getting closer to believing in what we can become, getting closer to believing in who we can be, both as players and people. We haven't arrived. I don't know. You know what? I don't know that you ever do arrive. If, if you want to have a growth mindset about the process of teaching young men the game of football, I don't know if you ever get there. And maybe when you finally do get there, it's probably time for you to hang up the whistle. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this process that we're going on with these kids. I love being around them. Our locker room is a lot of fun right now. Um, so I don't have a crystal ball, Cliff. I don't know what the scoreboard's going to say, but I know this. I know I get to work every day with a group of kids who want to play this game the right way and who are learning how to play this game the right way. I get to work every day with a group of kids and our coaches we got great coaches. we got great coaches. Our coaches, we all get to work every day with a group of kids that really like each other, that respond well when they're challenged, um, that want more. They just want more. They want more in life. They want to keep growing. I love it. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing to know, to truly know, that you are exactly at the right place that you're supposed to be. So I'm a blessed person. Well, Coach, I think with that, we can officially put 2020 in the bed. And, and let's, look, let's look ahead to 2021. Um, obviously, uh, I, with last year, you lo- um, this year you, you lost a lot of production last year with Garrison Dydell. He's, uh, he's graduated, moved on. Um, Coach, let's talk about your offensive skill players, the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver positions. Um, who are we going to be expecting? Um, who, who are going to be some of the names that we're going to be expecting to hear for the Benton Cardinals as far as those positions? Sure. Well, first off, Garrison's a kid that you don't replace. Um, we're going to be backfield by committee this year. We've got six running backs that all will see playing time. Now, they all start defensively, uh, except for one. So five of the six are defensive starters, and we'll be able to rest them on offense by by series or by hot hand or just by the flow of the game or kind of my gut, whatever, whatever I feel is going to be best for the team minute by minute. But we got six kids that can play in our backfield. We run a three-back offense. We run the wing tee. All of them got to be able to block. All of them got to be able to run the ball, and all of them have to be able to catch the ball. And they got to be able to play without the ball. It's a misdirection. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a tricky offense at times. Um, and they're all really learning their role right now and that's that's a good thing uh we have a quarterback that i'm very excited about his name's carson newland carson is a kid that i have had a great relationship in the weight room with carson is a basketball player carson played baseball carson plays golf carson's a great athlete and he's a great kid and this year he said coach i want to play i said perfect perfect let's go have some fun your senior year And in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, if Carson goes to quarterback and he can learn that position, that allows everybody else to be in their right spot for the team. That allows 
Adrian Bird to be at H. That allows Devin Hoffman to be the split end. And it just, it came together. And Carson is slowly learning how to be a wing T quarterback. He's a competitive son of a gun. He is, he's very, very hard on himself. But he is a competitor. He's got a lot of grit. He's our, he's our um, point guard on the basketball team. And I'll tell you what, I love watching him play defense because that son of a gun has a lot of grit when he plays a game. And he gives us a dynamic of if it starts to break down, he's a good athlete. He can take off and, and run and make, he'll make three to four to five first downs a night just with his feet, even if we are crap up front and don't do it right. He'll be able to give us that a little bit more dynamic element to us. Well, let's talk about up front. And um, I think a lot of your offensive linemen are starting defensive linemen, correct? Well, we're trying uh, on the line. Honestly, we're, we've got a plan. But at the end of the day, sometimes we're robbing Peter to pay Paul with our plan. And we are trying to find ways to rest guys that are two-way players. And that's awful hard to do. I mean, you've got to have some guts to not come off the field on the O&D line and play the game the right way every single snap. We got kids with guts, we really do. Um, and we will rest them as we have to. On the inside, on the, on the D-line interior, we base out of a four-man front. We'll, we'll get into some three-man fronts at times. Um, we'll, we'll have a D-line rotation at the nose and the tackle. We've got an end rotation on our strong end and our, and our weak end um, because a lot of those guys play offensive line as well so it's not it's 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 depth by design is maybe the way you would call it it's 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 depth by teaching kids more than one spot we've got kids that that are learning both on the d-line they're gonna have to know inside and outside they're gonna have to know all their stunts uh both those ways and, and sometimes we will like to match up certain D lineman with certain offensive linemen of the opponent, just based off of scouting and based off of film. Um, and that's our job as a coaching staff to get the kids in the right spots, teach them what they need to know, and teach them how to do it. That's our jobs. Well, coach, I can't forget about the linebackers and the defensive backs there. I got to show everybody love there. So, um, go, coach, what do you got as far as the linebackers and the defensive backs? Any, sure. Any? Uh, our entire uh, back two levels are, are returning from last year. Uh, we've got two great junior inside backers, Denver Doman and Bishop Rush. Uh, the, uh, Josh Peake will be in that rotation. We've got two really good edge setters, Landon Stallsworth and Bryson Brown um, at the outside safety positions. Uh, sophomore, uh, Andy Dotery that had to play as a freshman the last two weeks. He'll be our free. Uh, our two corners, I'll tell you, Adrian Bird's played a lot of downs of varsity football here. He's a, he's a three-year starter. Uh, he'll be back at corner along with Devin Hoffman, who was a returning starter last year. So all, all, those, all seven of those guys uh, played at that position last year. And we've got a young man, uh, a freshman, who's really physically mature, and he's, he's, a, he's a smart player. He's a heady player. Jackson Rich is kind of our utility guy that we can roll at free and corner and it allows us to be a little bit more versatile as we as we try to match up with people throughout the season because I'm telling you MEC you're going to see you're going to see uh, air raid and you're going to see uh, wing T and you're going to see uh, I don't I don't care what how Pius lines up it's I formation football and, and they're going to run counter power trap toss ice uh, you got to be ready for everything in the MEC. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. The MEC, definitely one of the top conferences in the entire state. So, um, Coach, last question I'm going to ask you. This is the return of the Jamboree. Obviously, in 2020, we didn't have it. Um, I'm sure that's probably good not only for you, but it's good for all the other schools that are going to be competing in this, too. What are your goals and what do you want to see? What are you hoping to see out of your um, football club um, August 20th for the Jamboree? Well, number one goal nobody gets hurt. Number one goal we go into week one, we, everybody's healthy, we're ready to roll. Um, beyond that, I want us to, I want us to be able to have some positive things that, um, I want us to feel good about ourselves. I don't know what that means scoreboard wise. I'll let everybody else judge that stuff. Um, this is the only jamboree I've ever been involved in, in, in 23 years of coaching high school football, where there's a winner in the, in the newspaper. I, I don't give any credence to that. That's, that's for selling newspapers and that's fine. 
but we do want to feel good about ourselves. Now, what does that mean? It means we played the game the right way. It means we played defense, okay? It means we hit and squeeze. It means we read our keys and we fill our, our gaps and we, we deliver the ball the right way. Offensively, we run us. We run our stuff and we execute it and we run the ball hard and our play action is right. And when we do throw, you know, sprint out and three-step and five-step, you know, we read it right, do our best. Well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for always giving me the time to um, talk during football season. And I um, want to thank you again, and um, good luck to you and the boys um, during the Jamboree. Thanks, Cliff. Appreciate you. And that was head coach Kevin Keaton of the Bitten Cardinals. It's always a pleasure having him on the podcast. With that, with our next interview, we're going to go to the middle of St. Joseph, where we're going to talk with Central head coach Reggie Trotter. Now, Central was kind of in a little bit of a position that Bitten was this year. One win on the year, played a lot of young players, may not have seen growth on the scoreboard, but there was plenty of growth and a lot of optimism heading into this season for Central. To talk about all that, here's our interview with the coach of the Indians, Reggie Trotter. All righty, we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are continuing our city high school football previews, getting ready for the 2021 St. Joseph School District Jamboree. We got the head coach of the Central Indians back with us, Reggie Trotter. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be back on the show. Great, great to uh, be here for another year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I feel the same way. So, uh, Coach, uh, before we get into 2020, uh, how's your how's your summer been? How's um how's practices? How's camps been? Man, how yeah, you been? Yeah, things are going really well, Clifton. We've uh, we've got a lot of kids out. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, you know, it's just uh, a matter of some of our kids getting a little older, and that's a good thing. You know, and the, the older they get, the better they get. The better they get, the more we win. So we're um, we're playing well right now, uh, up and down, obviously, early in camp. But uh, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, that, that's definitely very good. That's very good news. Uh, Coach, uh, let's, uh, before we talk about 2021, let's go ahead and let's put a bow on 2020 officially. Um, it was a 1-8 and eight season. I mean, you know, a lot of people may look at a 1-8 and eight season. They may look at it as being, like, completely down. But I, I look at some positives there, and I think you guys you guys played a lot of young kids last year, and a lot of them got very valuable experience, which I believe should be very helpful for the 2021 season. Uh, just talk about your um, 2020 season, your thoughts. Well, you know, it was one of those seasons where, you know, the, the only consistent thing last year was change. And, you know, we fought through a lot of adversity. Uh, all those kids did, and, and every team – you know, in the state did as well. Um, we weren't, we aren't necessarily blessed with extreme talent that some of the other teams that had against us, uh, but we did take steps forward. And that's the biggest thing for us. We took steps forward uh, by playing a lot of kids, uh, some young kids, you know, we played quite a few freshmen uh, and some sophomores last year had to step up for us and play some big minutes and in a lot of cases, starting roles. So, um, the, my, my head coach in high school told me the best thing about a sophomore is that they eventually turn into juniors. And that's something that's, uh, that's happened for us. So we're looking forward to, to a lot of our kids that played last year that were young to be back and, and really excited about a few of these freshmen that, kept, that have come in as also. You say sophomores turn into juniors and the juniors turn into seniors and then so on. So, uh, exactly. coach, coach, let's talk about some of these young players that you got. Um, let's first, let's start with the offense. Let's start with the skill players. Um, the quarterback position, um, you bring back Stone Wetlocker, who took a lot of um, a lot of meaningful snaps last year. Just talk about um, talk about Stone and talk about um, some of the running backs and wide receivers that are going to be around him. Okay, uh, you know Stone has has progressed really well. Um, you know, and, and doesn't hurt that he got a growth spurt over the winter. You know, I mean, he plays hard, and um, I think he's playing really well right now. You know, it took some took some rocky steps last uh, last season. Uh, even this summer, uh, but I think he's uh, he's playing as well as I've seen him play right now, and, and that's a good thing because I think he's going to continue to get better for sure. Uh, and as a junior, that helps him a lot, uh, helps us a lot. Um, at the receiver position, we we've got a lot of guys right now. We've got some guys out uh, that haven't played before and have have made a really big impact on us. We've got some young kids out there. Uh, you know, Anthony Vassar is a, is a young man who who is going to play both ways for us at corner uh, and also playing some wide receiver. He's looked really good. 
Uh, Titan Chandler is a young man who was a freshman last year, played some JV uh, wide receiver and, and ended up playing some quarterback at times. He's really a pretty dynamic athlete. He's, he's got a lot of juice to him. Uh, Jackson Stockwell is a senior, uh, basically the only returning senior uh, last year that was voted captain. Uh, you know, he was voted captain as a junior uh, for the uh, leadership skills that he has and possesses. So, uh, we're really excited about him, uh, as well as Asher Katakis, who was our leading receiver last year. Uh, you know, and, and those those kids, there's a couple that are um, uh, that I won't necessarily name yet uh, that will come out of the woodwork. Uh, we, we've got a couple more basketball kids out. We've got um, a couple uh, have a golfer that came out for football for the first time and he's played well. And uh, I'm really excited about those kids. Well, coach, um, let's talk about the let's talk about the trenches. And um, when you look when you win when you look at battles, you win those battles in the trenches. A lot of games come down to those battles in the trenches. Uh, talk about some of your offensive and um, defensive linemen. Some of the names that we're going to be hearing about. Okay, uh, up front, you know, for us on the offensive line, uh, we took steps to get better last year. Uh, you know, graduating Connor Graham at the left tackle spot is going to hurt us, uh, but not, you know, luckily not as not as much as as we would have thought. You know, Nathan Mincy, who started for us last year on the right side, uh, was very undersized last year as a sophomore. Has put on some really good weight, fought really hard in the weight room. He's going to start for us on the left tackle spot. Uh, you'll you'll like him a lot. He'll, he'll be another kid that plays both ways. Uh, very, very physical kid. He, he's probably one of our very best football players, uh, which is a good thing when one of your best football players is a kid that, that plays up front. Um, you know, Javon Clark was a senior, has been battling his butt off his entire time that he's been here. He's a senior, uh, ready to step up and take a really big role and, and be more physical. And I, I'm literally excited about him. Um, we've got Aiden Linville back, uh, who played some spot up duty last year, but ended up was forced into uh, uh, some starting opportunities last year due to some injuries that we had at right tackle. We've got uh, juniors, Andrew Holiday, Luke Has. Um, you know, uh, Charlie Arn may even move to a tackle spot uh, who started for us at center. Um, you know, those kids have really started and, and, and played well for us this this over the summer. And, um, you know, we have an addition, um, you know, I moved from here in town. Uh, Braden Addington is, is playing for us this year and, and doing a good job for us. So we're really excited about that, those, those guys up front on the offensive line. And then I can't leave out, I can't leave out the other positions on the defense, the linebackers and the um, and the defensive backs. I know you already brought up a couple of names as far as those positions, but uh, talk talk some more about some of those players that we're going to be seeing in those positions. Okay, uh, you know, you know, fortunately for us, the uh, the lines won't have to do very much double dipping. Uh, Skyler Ray on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball uh, is excited to have him back. He's a very athletic, uh, big kid. Um, you know, guys like. Uh, you know, we've got a big freshman, you know, we got a really big freshman kid and we'll see how he turns out. Uh, so I'm excited about him. And, and you'll, once you see him, you'll know who he is. And, you know, I, I just, I'll, I'll get hesitant to talk about kids that haven't played for us yet and, and freshman kids, because one, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet. Uh, and, and two, they still haven't done it on Friday night. So I'm excited about a couple of these freshmen. Uh, but we'll see uh, the backs. Um, well, you know, the, the linebacker kids will be, be really, really solid. Uh, Matthew Coddell has, has been one of the better ones that have been through here since I've been here. Uh, really gets people down on the ground. He makes a lot of tackles. Uh, you'll see him a lot uh, show up on the stat book, and, and he'll make tackles a lot. Um, Trayvon McKayla played a lot quite a bit last year. He's going to step in a starting role this year. So we have two starting inside linebackers that are seniors. Uh Drake Stagner comes over to the defensive side from backup quarterback position, uh, playing linebacker. Uh, we've got some we got some kids out there that that are looking to step up. You know, we've got uh, in the back end Lane Nigus who played for us last year for the first time, and William Paget. Uh, both those kids fly around. Uh, Lane is extremely physical. Will knows exactly what I want. He's been around for a while. Uh, the corner positions, like I said, we'll have Anthony. Uh, I've got a couple of young kids, a couple of freshman kids looking to step up, um, you know, as, as well as uh, a, a returning kid for us uh, who will be a senior. So I'm looking forward to those guys flying around and doing some good things. Uh, Coach, then the last question I want to talk about, um, I brought it up a little bit when I introduced you. Um, 
it's going to be the return of the Jamboree after a t- after an absence last year. Um, when you're talking about, you know, I thought really um, that really had an impact probably on some a lot of your on a lot of just not you guys, but probably a lot of other coaches in this area probably lost out on a lot of Jamboree, a lot of prep work there. How excited are you to have this back? And then what are your goals? What do you want to see from your team come August, come August 20th at the Jamboree? Well, for us, it's a huge thing for our city. You know, it's, a, it's an opportunity for all of us to get together. Uh, Coach Royer and Coach Keaton are, are both good men, and they're trying to get their programs um, to, to much better heights the way, same way we are. And I think it's a good thing for our city to, to be able to do that. And um, so I'm really looking to compete and really fight and, and show that uh, we have gotten better. You know, I mean, and, and the Jamboree doesn't necessarily mean a successful season for us um, because, you know, the type of schedule that we play and it's going to be very, very daunting. Um, same thing with, with those guys. But uh, you can win the Jamboree and still not be a very good football team uh, at the end of the day because you're only playing 18 plays. So um, our biggest thing is we want to make sure that one, we get out healthy and two, uh, we compete every single play and, and make sure that. Uh, we put our best foot forward to get ready to go on August 20th uh, against Ruskin. All right, Coach, I think that's I think those are some good goals there. Uh, Coach Trotter, I want to thank you um, so much again for um, joining me here on the podcast. I look forward to seeing you and your team August 20th at the Jamboree and look forward to see how you guys turn out. All right, thanks a lot. Always good to hear from the head coach of the Indians, Reggie Trotter. I know he's excited to get out there and show what his team's got at the Jamboree. But to cap off our preseason previews for the three St. Joseph Public Schools, we're going to go to the north side, and we're going to catch up with first-year head coach Ryan Schroyer, who returns a lot of talent on this year's Fighting Irish team. Let's We talk about last season, we talk about his team this season, and we talk about his goals as far as the Jamboree are concerned. Without further ado, here's our interview with first-year Irish head coach, Ryan Schroyer. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing our city football previews for this coming uh, for the St. Joseph School District Jamboree. We got first-year Lafayette Fighting Irish head coach, Ryan Schroyer, with us. Coach, welcome to the Cliff Notes Podcast. Thanks for having me, Clifton. Oh, it's always a pleasure. And, um, Coach, um, one of the things one of the things we like to do for first year coaches is we like to get to know you a little bit. Who Coach Schroyer is? Um, for those who don't know, you are a Lafayette alum. You did graduate in two thousand nine. Basically, give us the journey from when you um, walked the um, when you walked the stage at graduation to becoming the head coach of the Lafayette Fighting Irish. Okay, um, I graduated in two thousand nine. I played under coach head coach Paul Woolard and assistant coach. Uh, Bart Hardy, who then uh, became the head coaches afterwards, and I coached with them. Uh, so I graduated 2009 um, and stayed here in Missouri Western, and uh, I was able to start coaching early in 2012. Um, and so I jumped on staff, uh, Woolard staff, as an assistant and um, stayed from 2012 all the way to 2018 as an assistant here and uh, with Coach Hardy as well. Um, and then after after that time, uh, I spent three years at Polo, um, had a good time out there, and then now I'm back home here in St. Joe at the school that I love more than anything. Well, Coach, I always have to ask, uh, because there's been several coaches, not just in football, but in other sports that have got to come back to their alma mater. Was this always a goal for you? Has this always been like an end goal for you to be back at in the north side? Man, the whole reason why uh, I fell in love with the game of football and fell in love with coaching was, you know, the coaches that I had. And lucky, luckily, I was able to uh, coach with them and uh, learn a lot from them. Um, it, I mean, ultimately, you know, the head coach who makes a difference in your life, uh, to be able to come full back, full circle around. And uh, now I'm in the position uh, that he was in. It's pretty crazy. Um, you know, I – I was thinking about it and, uh, you know, I was like, man, maybe one day I'll be able to go home and be the head coach and uh, got lucky and things turned out, you know, this way and can't be more excited. Hey, it's always a plan, man. So, um, 
Well, Coach, uh, you inherited a, a four and six football team from last season. Very, very talented. What a playoff game last year against Savannah. So, um, just your just your overall thoughts. I don't know how much you were able to follow them last season with being at Polo. Just your overall thoughts of what you knew of last season. So the seniors that graduated last year were freshmen whenever I was still here at Lafayette. So they were the last class that I was able to coach. Um, and they were talented. They had, they had some guys. Um, and I, I really like them, too. They're, they're, they're good stuff. Um, so every person that uh, is in this program now, uh, it's, it's a get-to-know-you process. You know, it's, they, can, they can listen to what other people and their family, brothers, cousins, whoever, you know, can give me the thumbs up. Uh, but until, you know, they experience it themselves, you know, it's a get-to-know-you process. Um, luckily, I was able to come in to a senior class um, that gets it. They, they really want to compete. Um, they want to be held accountable. They want to win. Um, and they're talented, too. We got, we got some skill guys uh, that are pretty good. We got some hogs up front that are pretty good. And uh, I try to empower them to lead. And just like today at practice, uh, we, had, we probably had our best practice we had all year. Uh, it was fun. It was so much fun. The kids' attitudes were so good. They were loving each other, being great teammates. And I really empower those seniors to lead. And whenever, whenever they, you know, do a great job leading, everything else, uh, everything else follows. So I'm so pumped to coach those guys, and uh, I'm I'm lucky to coach those guys actually. Well, coach, let's talk about let's talk about some of your kids you got this year. Uh, first, we're going to start on the offense. We're going to start with the skill position. That's the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver. Uh, we know the quarterback, Jalen Saunders, he's still there. Uh, Carlos Cortez is a, quite a talent there. But besides those two guys, um, obviously those those two guys are high-profile guys. Who are going to be some of the other players that we're going to hear about on the offensive end for the Lafayette Pioneers? Okay, I'll, I'll talk about them as well whenever I go. Uh, Jaron Saunders, uh, he can sling it. The, the, dude, the dude can throw the ball. And uh, so we're going to try to – you know, build our offense around our talent. You know, that's that's what good coaches do. You you coach to what you have, um, and so we're super pumped that we have a guy that can really sling it. Uh, Carlos Cortez, he's he's fast. He's fast, and he yesterday at practice he didn't take one rep off. It was just sprint after sprint after sprint after sprint. Dude's tough, and you know, uh, state track runner. Uh, his his routes, he's he's really good off the line. Uh, Kingston Oliver is right there too. Uh, Kingston Oliver is another receiver, uh, very similar to Carlos, very fast, uh, runs good routes, competitor. Um, it's good stuff with uh, those guys. And then we got some other receivers um, that are that are in the mix and that are going to get the ball. Um, we have Jared Crab, who's a junior. He's a pretty good athlete. Uh, we have Xander Mace, another junior who's been playing. Uh, he, he's a good athlete as well. Um, running back wise, we got a few guys in the mix. Uh, Hayden McCrary, he's a senior. He's uh, pretty fast, pretty big, pretty strong. Uh, a guy who uh, you'd bring to a fight with you type guy. And uh, he also plays linebacker and does a great job there. Super good dude. Um, and then we'll, we'll have some other guys in the mix, um, still kind of figuring out where everyone should be and getting everything together. Um, but we also have Malik Reed. Malik Reed, he's, he's, a, great, he's a great athlete, uh, very good possession type receiver, uh, good at high pointing it and uh, making big plays. Um, so with, with those guys in the mix and some other guys that – we're trying to figure out rotation-wise and stuff. Um, we're, we're pretty excited to be able to throw the ball to those guys. Well, Jared, I don't know. Well, Jared, if I said your first day wrong, please forgive me on that. <laughs> so um, let's talk about those hog volleys up front, one of my favorite positions. That's the, uh, the offensive and defensive line. Um, a lot of games are won in the trenches. So uh, talk about some of those guys, because I'm sure probably some of those guys that start on offense, they start on the defense, too. So let's give some of those up. Let's give some of those guys on the line some spotlight. Who are going to be some of those guys? So, I mean, we'll rotate and, uh, you know, be as fresh as we can and, you know, do what's best for the team. Uh, but our, our hog situation is pretty cool because we're pretty, 
pretty equally balanced uh, in upperclassmen and uh, underclassmen that are coming up. Uh, so that's exciting for the future. Um, Quentin Garrett, Quentin Garrett, he's he's a beast. He's he's a big fella and he can move. He has good hips, good feet. Uh, just a fun dude to be around. He's 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 good stuff. He'll he'll play. Uh, he'll be our our tackle there. Um, we also have Kobe Jones, who's guard. Once again, good feet, senior guy, good leader. Uh, Jacob Ensco or Chuck, as we call him. Uh, he's a dirty dog. Um, he, he likes to get after it and play hard, and he can he can move too. Um, also, uh, we have Leighton Burns, who he's uh, he, he's a smart guy. He works hard, doesn't miss a day in the weight room, doesn't miss a day of practice. Always there early. Uh, he's Mister Dependable, and uh, he, he's he's a good player for us. Um, <clears throat> Also, um, our sophomore class has some guys uh, coming out that are going to be pretty good. Um, That's a big roster. I'm sure it's probably a uh, lot of guys today. No, I, I had a brain fart. I got to rambling. And I had a brain hey, fart. I've had uh, plenty of those. Yeah. So, so Zach Pribble, Zach Pribble, he's, he's a, a dependable guy once again, weight room guy. Uh, shows up every day and a lot of those other guys did too not trying to take anything away from them but just future wise you know what they got coming up uh, he can move he's he's good stuff and we got some depth uh, with Brian Chavez and um, Garrett Duncan he's getting better and better so um, we're trying to figure out you know where to put those guys to be the most successful and rotation wise and go from there um, <clears throat> we got a couple freshmen too that are going to end up being good players so I'm excited about that. I really am. Um, but um, that's about it, hog wise. Let's uh, let's uh, I got a couple more positions. We got to give those linebackers and defensive backs some love too. I know there's going to probably be some two weight starters there. Who are going to be some of those guys on that defense or at the linebacker or the defensive back position? Um, Hayden McCrary, like and our our power back. He's our go-to guy for defense. Uh, he'll be playing linebacker. Um, rotating some guys around to see what's best, trying to te teach a couple kids, uh, you know, two positions to figure out, you know, hey, are we better here? Are we better there? Um, but th those would be solid. Um, at at safety, we have uh, Jared Crabb returning, and he's, he's a good athlete. He's physical. He's smart. He asked me the best questions out of everybody, like, Hey, you know, why do we do this like next level stuff? Like, like, you know, if we do this, did this happen? I'm like, wow, man, a high school kid just asked me that. That that's impressive. Um, so we got we got those guys. Um, defensive back wise, uh, we got a few guys that can go. So that's good because you know we're gonna be we're gonna be running a lot. Uh, you know, trying to put on trying to put on a good show, score a lot of points. Uh, so I've been working with the rotation with the defensive backs, trying to figure out who's best where, and, you know, if someone needs a, a breather, uh, be ready to go. Uh, same thing with the O-line, you know, I mean, the D-line, you know, same type guys, rotation, want to be fresh, you know, be ready to go. Um, so just things are starting to come together and uh, just trying to put the puzzle pieces in the right spot. So I got a good puzzle. <laughs> well, Coach, um, you're going to get an opportunity to put some of those puzzle pieces together on August 20th for the St. Joseph School District City Jamboree. It's coming back after a year absence. So, uh, as a first-year coach, um, we know the Jamboree's maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of a chance to get a look at your squad, but also it's another chance really to get a look at a couple of other squads too, especially one that you're going to be playing a couple weeks later in Benton. So, um, what are your goals? Is when you, what are you looking for, and what are some of your goals when you um, when your team takes the field on August twentieth for the Jamboree? Um, so we, yeah, we actually play both teams in the regular season, uh, oh, yeah. week three, central week five. Yeah. So that it's kind of, kind of an introduction to that. Um, pretty exciting. Um, it's, you know, the way I see it is as a coach is, you know, it's, it's a scrimmage. It's a lot, you know, a live scrimmage, trying to get better, see how we do, you know, when the bullets are flying, flying, you know, when you're wearing, someone's wearing a different color or Jersey than you. 
see how we react and you know whenever we see some stuff maybe uh we haven't we haven't seen you know can we make those adjustments um but you know i played in it as a player like i i get it like the, the kids the kids really want to compete and you know they they want to do well you know in front of the city um so i get that you know and they should you know you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't want to play football and not compete you know and not you know give it your all um but it it's exciting uh we won't we won't get too crazy um you know empty in the kitchen sink or you know showing a bunch of stuff but uh we will we'll, we'll compete and we'll have a good time and um i really i really like the other the other coaches in st joe uh coach trotter coach keaton they're good stuff they've 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 been nothing but awesome to me so um it, it's 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 funny having you know city rivalries but you really like the coaches so it's 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 pretty cool I feel like it's all a brotherhood, basically. You know, it's uh, everybody likes each other for the most part, but you know, it's always you know. But when when those, let's say for example, week three, week three and week five, when those chin straps come up, you guys aren't going to be friends for a couple of hours. So. Oh yeah, we're gonna play the game hard, you know, uh, classy, you know, but hard, uh, and you know, it's you can't you can't you can't loaf in football. You can't you can't play uh, slow, you know, because other person's not going to do it so uh the, the kids will be they'll be juiced up ready to go absolutely i'm definitely ready to see you guys out on the field i will definitely be looking forward to seeing you guys for the jamboree on august 20th uh, coach Royer, thank you so much for coming on the podcast taking time to talk about your football team for the preseason i look forward to working with you for throughout the whole season and congratulations on getting the job and um good luck to you guys in practice and coming up in the jamboree thanks a ton cliff and thanks for having me and I'll talk to you again soon. And that was Lafayette Fighting Irish head coach Ryan Schroyer. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast for the very first time. And that will cap off our preseason previews for the St. Joseph City Public Schools. Once again, a little quick reminder here that the St. Joseph School District Jamboree takes place on Friday, August 20th at 7 p.m. Gates open at 6, and it's going to be three quarters, 18 plays each, the first quarter will be Central versus Bitten. Quarter number two will be Bitten versus Lafayette. And then there will be an all-city Palms dance performance in between quarter two and quarter three, in which quarter three will lead to Central versus Lafayette. So even though this is not counting against anybody's win-loss record, it's definitely a fun time really to see what, what, what's some of what the city football schools got? So I know a lot of fans are going to be excited. I know the players and the coaches are happy to have the Jamboree back at least a little bit of some preseason after last season. But that's it for the St. Joseph School District Jamboree. We're going to run down all the other Jamborees in the area involving area teams. And um, we also got one more Jamboree going on in the city of St. Joseph. That is taking place at St. Joe Christian. It will be the Lions, and they will be joined by Kansas City East Christian and the wild cards of the Stewartsville Osborne Co-op. Other Jamborees include... At Cameron, it's going to be the Cameron Dragons, the East Buchanan Bulldogs, the Lawson Cardinals, and the Savannah Savages at that Jamboree in Cameron. Maryville will be traveling to Independence for their Jamboree at William Christman High School. The Spoof Hounds and the Christman Bears will be joined by Kansas City Center in that Jamboree. Then we have another Jamboree in Plattsburgh. It will be the Tigers, and they will be joined by Gallatin, the Class 1 state runner-up Mid Buchanan and West Platte will all be in Plattsburgh on Friday night. Lathrop will be at Oak Grove for their jamboree. Oak Grove should be one of the top teams in Kansas City this year, but it's just a jamboree, so this ought to be fun with Lathrop getting in there with teams like Oak Grove and Lafayette County. That should be a great test for them and their jamboree. We got a jamboree in Polo. It's going to be the Polo Panthers, and they're going to be joined by North Platte and Wellington Napoleon. And we got a Jamboree in Moberly. That's where Chillicothe is going to be at. Chillicothe will also be in there with Boonville, Hallsville, and Centralia. We got a Jamboree in Milan, as we're going to have three Grand River Conference 11-man schools in that Jamboree. It will be the it will be Milan, Princeton, and Putnam County. Also, Salisbury is going to be in that jamboree. Salisbury is coached by former Southwest Livingston head coach Oren Magruder, who took the job before the school year last year. 
There's South Harrison will be in Carrollton on Friday night with Sweet Springs and Lexington and that jamboree. The Hamilton Hornets will be at Crestridge for their jamboree, and that will also include Kansas City East of the Interscholastic League. Then we're going to get into some eight-man jamborees, and this one's going to be really nice at East Atchison. We're going to have the Wolves of East Atchison. They're going to be joined by Bishop LeBlanc, the brand-new Nottoway Valley Co-op, and Rockport. That should be a fun one there. Definitely, um, I know Devin has got to be really excited about that one. Devin and Anthony are my eight-man guys. They do a great job on the Missouri eight-man football social media account, so definitely give them a follow on that. Worth County is also hosting a jamboree. It's going to be Worth County, Albany, King City, and Stanbury. All four teams are in the GRC eight-man division. So I highly imagine they're not going to probably show a lot in that one as all four of those schools will see each other in conference play this season. Platte Valley is going to be hosting a jamboree. It's going to be with DeKalb, North Andrew, and Pattonsburg. And then the final area jamboree with an area team will be at Bramer, and the Bobcats will be hosting Norbert Harden Central, Oric, and the Cla- and the eight-man defending state champion, Southwest Livingston. So those are your other jamborees all around in the area. I'm sure there will be some tweets throughout the area there. Um, if we see any on the podcast feed, I will make sure to retweet those out. Again, um, it's not really necessarily the scores for the jamboree. It's just seeing what, you know... What teams, it's mainly looking to stay healthy, mining might include some position battles there for certain teams, so it's always a fun way kind of to get your, your appetite, your juices flowing for the 2021 high school football season. Now next week, we're going to go back to normal, we're going to have the week one pregame show, which I'm already working on setting up, it should be a fun there, that will be, include three segments there, we're going to have a city 11-man segment. We're going to have a KCI GRC segment, and then we're going to have an eight-man football segment. So that's what's going to be in store for next week. I hope everyone has enjoyed this podcast. Go whatever jamboree you go to. I hope you enjoy it. Should be a fun night out there. And um, another note that I'm going to add on to here that I forgot to cover for the um, jamboree at Missouri Western. If you can't make it to the jamboree, it actually is going to be broadcasted on the radio on KFEQ on the 680 AM feed and the 95.3 FM feed. Also, I will be joining Tommy Rezac for um, quarter two to talk about not only the game, but to talk about the podcast, talk about the season, all that good stuff there. So that should be a fun there getting to hook up with Tommy as he's kind of new to the area, but introducing him to some Northwest Missouri State football. I want to thank everybody again for um, liking and subscribing and um, listening for your your listenership. Thank you so much. I appreciate it for um, totally not giving up on me after I went quiet for a while, but I look forward to giving you a lot of content this upcoming season and a lot of different areas, so I'm really looking forward to it. Hope everybody enjoys their jamboree, and until next week, take care, everybody.